0: your presentation what's going on everyone welcome to episode 113 of the untitled movie podcast i am one of your hosts matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes but he is tomato meter approved eric marchin
1: hey matt how are you
0: i'm good dude how are you
1: well uh the last 24 hours have been quite the journey um I woke up uh, the other day with half of my face uh, swollen, Um, went to my family doctor uh, at 4.45. She said, one, I shouldn't have shaved um, because uh, I made it worse. And then I needed (laughs) to go to the the emergency room and uh, have an abscess uh, drain. And so so I got there uh, a quarter to six uh, and spent... Uh, the rest of the night into the early morning uh, waiting for a doctor and uh, eventually I got home at uh, 1 a.m uh, but the funniest part about the whole thing is that we have a colleague um, whose cousin was actually uh, my doctor small who, uh, yeah exactly so well
0: I appreciate you putting on your best Super Mario for today's episode with the well, yeah, it, it's, 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 a, a it's a good look
1: for you I like it It's a combination of Super Mario, but also Steve Buscemi from Fargo. So I'm cosplaying as both at the same time. I'll Uh, let you know from you, okay? Not knowing you
2: you with a beard or whatever. I thought the mustache was just the look. It It looks totally natural. It doesn't look like you just did some kind of crazy change. And that,
0: voice, and that voice you hear a very special guest on this episode you may know him as one of the coolest dudes in video games but he is one of the frequent hosts of the movie and tv podcasts in review and screencast he is the biggest ghostbusters and mr robot fan on the planet the one <laughs> the only greg miller how hello you doing, matt man?
2: and eric i'm good how are you
0: i'm good man how you doing
2: I'm great. Thanks for making the time to hang out with me today. No, thanks, thanks, Eric, for... for pulling it together. You could have <laughs> rescheduled. You didn't I... come in right from the hospital bed. <laughs> That's I love how that. dedicated I,
1: love that. I am. I love it. He I loves this show. Did they, so, uh, like,
2: did it, it? Was did a spider bite you, or is abscess? I guess there's naturally forming kind of sometimes. It was
1: it was it, it was an infection. So yeah. basically, it was it was either an ingrown hair or uh, <laughs> an infected cyst. So, gotcha, gotcha. You know, really, Welcome to the number, really number one, one cyst on cast. <laughs> the, the David Cronenberg s body horror. You know to start things off, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm very grateful that it wasn't worse or something else. But it was. Yesterday, waking up, like half of my face just looked completely god. swollen. Yeah, I love I'm that. I'm glad dude. you're okay.
0: Um, Greg, it's so nice to talk to you. It's been quite some time. Do you remember the last time that we saw each other? It was EGLX 2019. Oh my god, never would have guessed uh, it. Never would have <laughs> yeah. guessed EGLX. Um, uh, because uh, we're from Toronto, and sure. um, yeah, yeah, and that morning i remember going into a meet and greet with you and you went out to Stormcrow manor the night before yeah oh yeah Yeah. yeah. and oh my god uh you looked a little worse for wear but good on you for uh powering through that and uh, uh it's so nice to see you again it's been so long
2: i'm glad i'm making a better impression this time that was literally <laughs> a turning point in my life i'm not even joking was it right. really yeah oh yeah yeah
0: you I mentioned about it on the kind of funny podcast i think a week or two ago
2: yeah, it was, like, where I, I bought the Apple Watch. I was like, I have to, like, get back into doing something. Oh, I, and that's I when I started going around. to the gym were, again. Oh, I know, but I like, it, right. it, I like, it, it, it's two things. Number one, it's, that was when I woke up so hungover the next day and so bloated. I was like, I got to figure something out here. And then number two, it was, like, I think the only time in my career that I can think of, the only time in my career I was like, I fucked this up. Like, I fucked up that meet and greet because I was, like, so I was like on the brink of death hungover. And it was like, it's sure it's funny. And like, you know, yeah. like, it's not, but it was also the thing of just like, that was a lot of people's only shot probably to meet me. And I, they came up and I'm all like blurry eyed and red and like, just holding on to Nick, like trying not to fall <laughs> over, hungover.
0: I agree. It, don't worry about it. Um, congrats on being a new dad. Fun fact. I think Eric and your son share a birthday. October 8th.
1: October 8th. <laughs> nice. there go. Yeah. How old's your son? Um, No, Eric. No, Eric. I'm sorry. I gotta go. Eric, how old are you? I was gonna say I don't have a son. Uh, I am 33. Oh, okay. Okay. The Lord's year. Yes. Um,
0: Greg, uh, how is that like? Congrats again, mm-hmm. and uh, how has that been? Um, because we For usually start the show with what we've been watching, but I want to talk sure. a little bit. You're a new dad, and I think that plays into this, and
2: we'll get into some other oh, it stuff. It definitely plays um, into what I've been watching, yeah, yeah.
0: that's <laughs> what I mean. Because uh, I know you're a big video game guy, obviously. I think movies, you know, always were kind of on that list of things that you enjoy, kind of maybe on the third or fourth slot, but For sure. obviously, you. Ghostbusters is a huge part of your personality. I think yeah. movies are a big part of your life. How is uh, having a son impacted like what you've been watching? I know you still have to game a lot for work and, and things like that, but when it comes to, I know you didn't even get to see Eternals. Have you watched Eternals yet? What have you been watching? Oh yeah,
2: we watched Eternals. That was a- Did you?
0: Okay, yeah. exclusive ah, come on, come on Miller, not me that. <laughs>
2: that was like, whatever. That's uh, the first, fr- mean, we- Stopped it in the middle and then didn't want to come back, but like I got to really? come back for interview. So we started it and then I was Jen's like, I just don't like this. I'm like, I don't either. Do you want to skip to the end? <laughs> we skip to the end. Like, oh,
1: right, no.
2: this is <laughs> I'll, I'll watch the mid part before I come back on interview to tell you it's very low on the list, Kevin. All right, don't worry about it. I, I love mean. that exclusive, uh, nice. But yeah, I mean that's really how it's been. You know, we timed uh, our parental leave with being like not on purpose, but let's watch The Sopranos. Like, let's, uh, I had never watched The Sopranos uh and I've tried multiple times and it's just never clicked for me. Uh And I'm so listening. we, when uh, The Many Saints in Newark uh, came out on uh, HBO Max, I was like, oh, well, this is perfect. Like, I was interested enough in The Sopranos. I like a good mob movie. Like, I'll here's a two hour shot of The Sopranos and we'll be done. And so we watched that together. And while not like amazing, it was enjoyable enough that when we finished, we were both like, you want to watch The Sopranos? And so we started that. And what I love about The Sopranos for, taking care of a young child is that you can make it to the end of The Sopranos if you want an episode but you can also just leave in the middle of it like at the end of a scene since it's just like the ongoing story of their life I don't think it has a normal structure of like cliffhangers and things that are happening like you know they'll drop in the fact that Artie's in love with this girl here and then like seven episodes later finally get back around to it like all right cool I can just check in check out whenever I want to on this we pause mid-episode all the time which makes it very hard when people are like where are you I'm like Well, we were doing really well. I think we're mid season four right now, somewhere in there. I love that. I'm in the same boat. I've
0: always wanted to watch Sopranos, but it's just one of those things that feels so daunting. And I think in TV in general, I'm better at it now, but I've always been a movie guy first and foremost, because I like kind of getting in, getting out, Sure. kind of two years down the line, revisiting the story. But I'm doing the same thing with Seinfeld right now. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm watching Seinfeld for the first time. My fiance, Nevis... Uh, loved it uh, growing up with her parents and stuff like too. And it was one of those things where I loved Curb Your Enthusiasm. And she was like, I don't understand how you love Curb and have never watched Seinfeld. And it was one of those things. So I powered through five seasons of Seinfeld in the nice. last like couple months. And I'm finally like, it took me a while to get into it. And Eric's been telling me to watch The Sopranos. So same thing on that giant well, and Seinfeld list as things. well. And Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. But I finally got to season five um, and it started to click season three, season four, because I feel like those first three seasons are kind of uh, a bit rough but i definitely feel you there of going back to a show that is so iconic yeah uh, that everyone keeps telling you to watch but when you have so many other things that you enjoy doing you would now have a kid um even though ironically you're starting this big series as you have a kid um <laughs> i think is 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 really really cool but yeah seinfeld's been i'm season five i think is close to peak seinfeld i just got to the marine biologist episode which i just thought was uh, I reached in and I things. pulled it out. Yeah, <laughs> so so he was angry. That day, one.
2: friends. <laughs> it, it, like an I, old it, man trying to send back soup.
0: <laughs> I was flabbergasted on just how well written that episode was where the yeah. punchlines just completely like I was more even just impressed with it than just like even laughing out loud. But that's what I'm finding myself uh, liking the most about Seinfeld. It's just very, very clever, even though you might not laugh as hard as you might at other things. I just um, uh, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Um, what else have you been uh, uh, watching otherwise?
2: You know, I'm desperately waiting for uh, Spider-Man No Way Home to come yeah. to digital. I, of course, uh, snuck off to the theater to watch it with the kind of funny crew for in review. Uh, Jen didn't though, and so it's like, I've mm. been literally bursting at the seams to talk to her about it, and she we just it haven't. Spoiled? We will. No, not really. Yeah. Experience. No, it's, you know, how t- great the TikTok al- algorithm is. So yeah, she doesn't yeah, like yeah. any of that. She's not seeing any of that. So she doesn't yeah. have to worry about it as much. And obviously, our time on the internet, she uh, she's running in different circles sometimes than I am because uh, I will just sit there and nerd out about it at any time. Uh, so I'm waiting for that. You know, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife went and saw that in theaters too. Those are the only two things I snuck off to theaters for during uh, yeah. parental leave. Uh, got that now, obviously on digital, uh, waiting for my box set and the giant ghost trap to arrive soon with everything that. else. And I, of course, had to get the Ultimate Collector's Edition for that even though i already stole the making of ghostbusters book they put in there the, the reprint uh, from the glen ellen library in like 1999 but no big absolutely game. love it have you
0: rewatched it on digital yet or are you just waiting
2: yeah the, yeah well like, i mean i got out. it like you know when it popped uh, whatever the first night at 1201 i was still playing games so i did it immediately jumped to the end just watched the very end of the movie again to cry a little bit and then yeah we did a, a rewatch of it then the uh, next night i think and might, i think we probably spaced that out over two nights if memory serves because benjamin schedules all over the place but yeah, yeah we've watched it again for sure
0: and i love that you brought ben to the screening didn't you of ghostbusters? for sure yeah,
2: yeah yeah so for kind of funny uh ghostbusters interview of course interviews a show we do and i know you know it well uh you've yeah. been on it right there's just uh, i've been
0: on screencast okay, a bunch okay. of times never in review
2: one day you'll get there don't worry the, the big leagues <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but yeah you know we watch a film series and then review and rank them again uh usually building up to the a new one so for ghostbusters afterlife with which is like the biggest movie of my lifetime probably uh, for Greg Miller. Uh, we rented a theater and yeah, we brought Ben there and Ben was what, like just over a month old. You know what I mean? We brought the That's headphones, awesome. we had the car seat, we had everybody spaced out. And we got to sit there and yeah, watch it even though, and we were all, me, uh, my wife Jen and Ben were all dressed in our Ghostbuster outfits. So we were ready to have that moment. And it was a very touching moment for me. McKenna Grace liked it a lot too. She commented on Instagram there and Twitter about it. So there you know. So did it podcast must, whose name escapes Yeah.
0: Me um it must be that must be such a cool thing that i i imagine you can't wait to share when ben's a little bit older to kind of understand that because i think that like even me and eric i don't know i i don't know if i'm gonna have kids but i feel like that would be a special thing like jurassic park is kind of that to me where i feel like Obviously, the Jurassic Park sequels haven't worked out too well, um, but I—it's just like that moment of being this thing that's so important to you, and and
2: even though your son at this time, obviously one month old, has no idea what the hell's <laughs> happening,
0: um, but yeah, it, it's going to be share that later.
2: You know, being such a ghost head is going to be so interesting. What happens with him? And, you know, I mean, for his dad to be so into it, like, I don't yeah. know if like the proton pack and the Toronto Wan and ghost trap on the wall, like all the Ghostbusters crap I have around here, if he's gonna have any interest in that ever or whatever. And I hope so. Because to my left here, I have a closet that is packed to the gills with Ghostbuster toys I've bought over the years or been given from Playmobil and Lego and all this stuff for him. And so even if he doesn't care about Ghostbusters, he's going to have a lot of Ghostbusters toys to open. And we will see how that goes.
0: What's the one, if fandom you wouldn't want him, if he wants to rebel against his dad and not be a Ghostbusters fan and he became a huge fan of something else, is there something you, like, that you would not want him or is just, obviously as a dad you want your son to be, you know, happy and do whatever he wants and make whatever
2: makes him happy? For sure. Is there
0: one thing that if he didn't get into Ghostbusters and he got into something else, you'd be like, can't it just be Ghostbusters?
2: I will, yeah. You know, I think the one, the, the, actually the one takeaway, the biggest takeaway I would take from my father, right, is... I just want him to be happy and have hobbies of his own and his own passions because, you know, my father is number one crane operator, a local 150 construction worker in the streets of Chicago. So he is blue collar. He is up in the morning. He's working on the car. He's cutting the grass. He's doing manual labor. And, you know, he never uh, guilted his son for waking up at noon, going down to the basement to play games or going to the comic book store and drawing stuff. And he actually supported that. Now you know, he, he, me and my dad found I think common ground with the fact that my dad loves collecting things. He's a huge Coke collector. He collects. My dad collects is a all huge sorts.
0: Coke guy too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so he's got and the another kind of glassware. Worked at out. General Motors for thirty five years. So like, kind of compl- loves fishing and the outdoors, which is yeah. like, kind of yeah. the complete opposite of what I like.
2: But- yeah, totally right. <laughs> and so, like, when I started collecting comics and stuff like that, Dad really got behind that. Not because he cared about comics, but because he understood collecting and he liked going. To- he, he's the guy who pulls over and goes to the estate sales on the way home from work because he's trying to look for the fines, you know what I mean? And then text me about it or something. So for my son, for Benjamin, whatever he wants. The thing that I, I don't even like vocalizing it. Cause I know Nick Scarpino will hear it and use it against me some way. But the thing that obviously we would have a problem with is if he wanted to be a fan of the university of Kansas, like if he wanted to be a Jayhawk, oh, right. then we would yeah, have a huge issue sweatshirt on. Right exactly. Now, yeah. Luckily, of course I don't have to worry about it because he's here. He's going to you know, grow up. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he's what, three and a half months old now you figure by the time he hits one year old he'll be smarter than anybody at the university of kansas right <laughs> so i don't think he'll be like looking but it might be one of those things where he gets a kind of god complex and he thinks he can go there and rule them easily because he'll go there and show them a light bulb and how that works and they will be like and their teeth will fall out because they're all rotten and then you know maybe he takes over kansas maybe he can clean
1: up kansas that'd be cool
0: I I don't doubt it for one second. Greg, um, I wanted to ask
1: you a quick yeah, question. Now, do you introduce uh, Ben to the original Ghostbusters movie first, or do you start him off with the real Ghostbusters series?
2: Oh, what a great question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think, it, I think it'll have to be such a personality read on him because it's that thing of, you know, I always talk about it with my parents where I distinctly remember being on the floor of our first house on the carpet with the TV in front of us and them keeping me awake to watch Ghostbusters on HBO. And remember, Ghostbusters comes out in 84. I'm born in 83. So we're probably talking about 86, maybe 85, but probably 86. And I'm not, I'm, you know, if you don't have children, maybe, and I shouldn't speak for everybody. For me, Greg Miller, who has a three-month-old, about to be four month old son, I know what a three-month, four-year-old or four-month-old should know. I don't know when kids start forming memories. <laughs> I'll worry about that when he's three or four and I know he's making memories. But like somewhere in there, they kept me awake to watch it because they knew I would like it. And it was that thing of like, I don't know how they didn't think it would scare me. And it didn't. I don't remember ever being scared of Ghostbusters. And I I I don't know, I don't remember a speech from them ahead of time of like, hey, like, I assume they would have of like, it's obviously not real but also these guys have the tools to do it. Like there's something empowering about Ghostbusters for 90% of the movie because it is the guys are just exterminators. Like they're going out and getting literally getting cockroaches. Slimer's not a threat to them ever. It's only when they get to Gozer at the very end that something happens. So I I've always I guess I, I my main thing is I don't want to overthink it. I want to see what he's drawn to, right? Like I I think as a child it'll be fascinating. I think he's going to connect more with afterlife because afterlife is such a draw a dream like i loved monster squad right and i loved monster squad because it was me as a kid watching kids fight monsters and then making the business cards i thought was the coolest thing and so like the empowerment of that i think is in ghostbusters afterlife of you know seeing mckenna grace go through this journey and you know be so smart and then get her get the whole team together and all that stuff not to mention knock on wood by the time he's old enough to enjoy movies maybe we have another one <laughs> maybe the kids are even more into being ghostbusters like i think that's a cool avenue for it and i would love to see if that reverse engineers where oh yeah do you want to see their you, like you know that clip of them in the in the streets of new york i have that movie and we go watch that but i also think i'm giving four to five year olds way too much credit where i think they just want something on the tv flashing so i wouldn't be surprised if it was just the carousel of all the ghostbuster stuff and then whatever they like and want to re-watch a million times that's what we do love
0: that Um, I should probably kind of, there'll be a lot of new, uh, listeners or viewers to this episode. So if you guys didn't know, this is the Untitled Movie Podcast. Each week, Eric and I, and sometimes a special guest, get together shoot the shit about the entertainment industry. Sometimes it has nothing to do with movies and we just talk about nonsense, uh, but that's kind of how we love it. We talk trailers, we talk news, we talk what we've been watching. Sometimes we have a topic of the show, but we have a couple other shows we would love for you guys to check out too. We do Untitled Movie Reviews. We're kind of bite-sized 15 to 20 minute reviews of new release movies. Uh, we have reviews out right now for The After Party. Uh, we'll have Pam and Tommy out very, very soon. Uh, Peacemaker, Yellow Jackets. I know these are all streaming so it's Shows, But uh, theaters have been closed in Ontario for like the last month or so. So we've been reviewing a lot of streaming like television and stuff like that. Cobra Kai 4. And then theaters open up as this podcast goes up. I believe uh, theaters should be opened uh, in Ontario again. So we'll have a review for Scream, uh, Jackass Forever. And I think we'll be covering Murderville uh, next week, which is a new uh, Netflix show. Uh, as well that's the will
1: uh, on that re- one right yeah yeah oh, I, I can't wait I for that that talk looks about so about it, funny i'm i yeah. jealous uh, um real, real quick i'm yeah. sorry to interrupt uh your yeah. screen on my end is coming in really badly you've been frozen okay. for a big chunk of it I, you might want to
0: restart discord sure should i just restart discord or get out and come back in eric get can get talk. what have you been watching
1: oh yeah uh well I, it's it's funny because like again you know like as we're kind of getting back into watching movies it's it's interesting that like a lot of stuff is still you know weeks away um the other day uh i just found out that uh the roland emmerich movie the disaster film uh mm. moonfall is not coming to canada at all which is kind of a bummer because a disaster movie is it? at the beginning of the year <laughs> well, I, I mean he, his movies aren't always great but I find like you know if, if you're getting one of his films at the beginning of a year at least it can be entertaining and fun and that you know. I give you it, it, yeah, that, that was yeah. the thing a, like a, I, a palate cleanser so for
2: me personally like it's like I have those uh there's like a good trailer right and when it hits in a theater is like I have like three or four of those memories that just stand out. Of like, Oh my God, I remember where I was. I don't think I'll ever forget this moonfall trailer because we were all in there for <laughs> Spider-Man, no way home. Everyone's fucking pumped. Let's go. It finally starts. And then the moon's
1: falling out of orbit. <laughs> I'm like, what is this horrible movie? And everybody's yeah. laughing at it. I was like, what is going on? That's the great thing about something like sure. that, where like it does bring people together. If you feel comfortable enough to go to a theater and you know, kind of enjoy it, whether it be ironically or sure. Sure. sincerely, and and yeah, so it, I was weirdly kind of looking forward to that movie on on just that level of kind of just laughing with or at the film. Um, but yeah, it's just odd that you know a big kind of studio movie isn't even coming to Canada, which is odd.
0: Have they said if it's coming to digital, Eric or? No, no, they
1: haven't mentioned that. So it might come to digital within like, you know, a a four to five week uh, window. But other than that, it's not uh, playing theatrically here in Canada.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to get back. And I think I kind of got cut off when I forgot I was plugging shit.
1: But yeah, anyways, <laughs> YouTube, podcast
0: services, Untitled Movie Podcast, one-stop shop to find everything, uh, letterboxed. uh HQ is Untitled underscore movies. But yeah, back to the theaters this week. I'm pretty pumped for it. So um, I know theaters have been open in SF, Greg, but I know you've been kind of trying to avoid it. How are things in general over there? Because it's so much different in the U.S. than it is in Canada. Like we're in another lockdown.
2: It's freezing out here for sure so yeah so how is it for covid over here yeah just like how honestly we're i would say lucky in the way that i feel like you know i i have family all across the country and you know in chicago like i remember i don't even know late 2020 when they're like oh gosh you guys are still in lockdown. like we never san francisco took it so seriously that i don't think it was even when they let up some of the restrictions when they're like all right now put your mask back on it, was, it wasn't the end of the world like it was in other places. And obviously, there's plenty of examples, I'm sure, here, where it was. And people flipped out and were too stupid about it. But overall, I think it's just still a continuation of 2020 out here. And so it's yeah. the same thing we've been yeah. doing, which, of course, wears you down and is, you know, yeah. maddening, right? Like, of, like, what is, to believe yeah. and what to do and how to do it. But I think the more and more, you know, we get either vaxxed or boosted and then just have conversations. It was like, this is what life is now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was, I there was a, you know, my, uh, Jen follows so many different... um uh, baby things now or whatever and there's one lady whose name escapes me because it's it's Jen's bag but is very much a, you know stumping for a better parenting and whatever and she you know does Q&A's and stuff and she has you know a bunch of degrees or whatever and it was like listen like it was like a question of you know can they go to this or that or can they have somebody visit or something I think it was around Christmas and she's like this is going to be the reality for at least the next X amount of years. Like it's have them test before they leave, have them test when they get there and go off of that information. Like that's all you can do right now. Otherwise yeah. it, easier, it is, it is either you're in full lockdown or you don't care, but the, you know, neither of those it's somewhere in between where it needs yes, to be true. Exactly. Yeah, and so, yeah, and it's been rough and it's, it's, you know, especially then having, you know, a baby that's unvaccinated, but it's like, you can't be vaccinated, but then it's like, well, he's taking Jen's breast milk. So he's getting some antibodies, but it's like, you know, yeah. Yeah, and then babies put everything in their mouth to begin with. And so, we went to the pool. Uh, we did his first swim I class, and I'm photo, in there with a yeah. face shield on and all this <laughs> stuff. But then he's putting the rubber fish thing that floats. I'm like, oh, God, in his mouth. And it's just like, <laughs> he's got to build an immune system. We got to do this. You got to, yeah, like, yeah. you know, do some of this rip the band aid stuff off. But it's, it's, and that's,
0: that's kind of yeah. how I feel about going back to the theater on Monday. It's like, I I think this will be the new normal for a bit. And they're still doing like the social distancing in the theaters sure. here as they open up in 50% capacity. So uh, I'm pretty excited to see Scream finally. I've avoided all Dude, I want to see Scream so place. bad.
2: Not yeah, only do I love Jack Quaid, like I love Scream. Like I love yeah. those movies growing up same man so
0: it's been kind of like not as bad as spider-man well spider-man we saw earlier right away so i didn't have to really dodge spoilers there but i've had yeah. to do the old like mute everything on twitter kind of thing for or sure. seen photos pop up on instagram and facebook now and i'm like oh, was that trying to tell me something about something and i've tried to avoid it for so long but I'm who is I just, the killer <laughs> i'm just so excited to go back so um eric i know we've both seen pam and tommy we're gonna to review it early next week so i feel like we can kind of hold that conversation i is mean, it good yeah. i want to know is it good is it good it's I like great I, so loved, awesome. Awesome. I loved it dude so we've seen all the entire series first three episodes are out on hulu in the u.s and disney plus here in canada uh starting next week um we've seen every episode we'll do a full review on untitled movie reviews but um uh, quick thoughts really really loved it um i thought, um, Lily James is just incredible as Pamela Anderson. And I thought, uh, you know, um, uh, Sebastian Stan and, and Seth Rogen and everyone else is, is great. And it's probably my favorite thing Craig Gillespie's done, even though he only did the first, uh, three episodes, but, um, just, I think it's balances a lot of different tones really interestingly and is just like really thoroughly enjoyable. Eric, you're not done yet though, right?
1: This no, no, going? I'm, I'm only on episode three, but so oh, okay. far in terms of it being a, a really, thought-provoking character study um i think it works and to your point like i think Greg Gillespie is kind of tapped into obviously the homage montage sequences that both Martin Scorsese and Paul Thomas Anderson kind of did so well with like the single takes or, you know, the cameras kind of dollying in and out of, of, you know, characters and locations and that all works. And it is a very um, kind of uh, interesting conversation to have in terms of consent. And um, when it comes to, Uh, how Pamela Anderson has been very uh, vocal about um, the series, not wanting to go ahead and and her, yeah. yeah, And her not participating at all and being a consultant and the whole show being about that, how it's about consent and how she was victimized by the tape being leaked. Greg Miller. So Greg Miller from kind of funny. Thank you. Um, (laughs) As you guys know, like, yeah, I
2: like watching stuff here and there, but I'm not into it the way you guys are and the way I'm into video games. I know obviously the thing, but I thought they would have, been. is Tommy Lee involved? Like, how did this happen if they don't want it?
1: To, so, didn't want it to
0: he, he met with Sebastian Stan. I read that, that they met about him playing it, but I don't think either of them, I think because of, I don't know, it was a real, some of the things they cover in the show of it being newsworthy and all this kind of stuff. Like, I think that's kind of how you get around actually getting their permission and things like that because i think they're just telling it's more from the perspective of the guy who stole their tape but
2: then is it based on a book or something yeah uh Uh, it's an an article yeah an
0: article yeah and they cover all of that and some of the stuff you're talking about eric they even go into the series which i really liked and they they you know kind of condemn all that and then but it is this double-edged sword of like the series in itself is a little hypocritical because it's kind of Almost putting a spotlight on this horrible thing again that Pamela Anderson went through and doesn't want to have to go through again. And now they're kind of putting it. It's it's good though, and I think it does kind of take that and and reinterpret it for you know the Me Too era and things like that. Mm-hmm. And there's some really really great funny stuff, some great disturbing stuff, some like it's just like it's all over the place when it comes to like tones. But it everyone kind of uh, kills it, and it's really really good. Um, How yeah, much does
2: Sebastian stand naked? Oh, a lot.
0: Everyone is, I think, wearing prosthetics. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone is. (laughs) Um, But there is a I'm shocked at the at at how graphic it kind of gets at times and uh, and it goes to some places. It's like there's a moment in episode two. No spoilers, but where I'm like, okay, wouldn't have yeah. called that happening. And there's a cameo from someone that I'm like, okay, yeah, they they did that. Yeah, it's really really good. So next week, uh, that's
1: it's okay. an amazing showcase for the special effects and and makeup and prosthetics specifically. And again, like it is an interesting series to have that conversation about because I think yeah. I Tanya also kind of did something very similar where it's taking somebody. Who became a punchline in, in talk show, late night talk show, sort of comedic stand up bits. And then it kind of sort of recontextualizes mm-hmm. how we look at um, somebody kind of going through a, a media whirlwind or, or storm and how we're at that point in, you know, like the late 80s, early 90s, maybe weren't as empathetic and thoughtful to, you know, how that person. Felt going through it so i think that that's really interesting about that show and again it's just fascinating to think that like this is a show that's on you know in canada disney plus and hulu in the u.s it's very raunchy it's very sensational at times um but it's also again very considerate even though there is a hypocrisy or hypocritical aspect to it because of Mm -hmm. Emily Anderson not giving her blessing to yeah. the series, which I think is a fair criticism for the show.
0: Yeah. We'll go full review, but um, Greg, have you watched any of Book of Boba Fett? I know you've been watching Peacemaker because I mean, love um, Peacemaker. Oh my God. Yeah, it's so good. And you guys can check out your screencast. You guys do weekly recap, So we don't necessarily need to go into huge detail there because I wanted to get to our topic of the show before we got to let you go. But sure. Um, Book of Boba Fett, have you watched much of it or?
2: no so what yeah, happened with book yeah. of boba fett is jen and i loved mandalorian uh and so when book of boba fett hit it was very much that first day of like it's back with star wars and let's go and we yeah. booted up and watched that that's that morning and it was one of the things that ended and it was like okay yeah. that was that was good like we're not um neither of us are huge star no, wars yeah. fans like we like star wars but like whatever and so it was one of those. all right i will watch the rest and then they came and it just wasn't destination viewing and so like it, it, I guess it, that was episode one. They just did episode five, right? And so like, which I everybody highly was suggest freaky,
0: you and Jen maybe watch.
2: Well, that was <laughs> the then, thing. Everybody was yeah. freaking out about episode five, so I just hit up yeah. Tim. i like, "What is it? What happened?" And Tim explained yeah. it. I was like, "All right, you like, could go jump, check it out." Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> my fiance bailed out on episode two. She she watched Mandalorian with me, and she's not a huge Star Wars person, but she enjoyed Man Mandalorian. enjoys the movies and things like that. But after episode two, she was like i don't think i need to watch this and i'm like no totally fair and then after episode five i'm like okay can i just show you this episode because i think you might enjoy this episode so without spoiling it for people but i i suggest you watch episode five because yeah the might- w- what
2: tim described yeah. sounded cool and i've seen then of course like on uh, instagram and tiktok and stuff like the comparison things are like well this is that from this and i'm not spoiling things either so it was like no oh, i see i see why people are into this yeah cool um let's move on to kind of the topic of the show and the kind of news that's,
0: lumped that's, that's, into that. Yeah, I love that. Um so breaking news earlier today this isn't kind of in the theme of what we're going to talk about but it does look like Jason Momoa is going to star in Fast and Furious 10. Um, My man. So no. I, I love that. I mean they needed to replace The Rock, right? The Rock yep. came out kind of said now fuck that I'm not going to Get out of uh, Vin Diesel. Yeah. And I even said I was saying to this Eric, we talk all the time off uh, off podcast, obviously, but like the <laughs> whole thing uh, with Vin Diesel calling out The Rock in that Instagram post, I'm like, I think this is gonna backfire. Like The Rock of seems course. like one of those guys who's gonna be like, "Fuck you, dude. Talk to me in private. Don't just like post this and try to make me look like the bad guy when I come out and say I don't want to be in the movie." So. That obviously did backfire. They need someone to kind of fill those shoes. So it looks like Jason Momoa is going to star in. in But I thought John
1: Cena was the replacement. It seemed like that was like Vin Diesel trying to get back. Uh, at, at the rock, rock and yeah. then vin diesel as you mentioned you know publicly trying to get the rock back in but thankfully the rock has self-respect so he said <laughs> well, no you gotta
0: think cena's back in in the next two as well maybe
1: but. but i mean like he didn't really track as well i don't think as they were hoping no. in terms of kind of bringing him into the fold and i almost feel like jason momoa is them kind of like re-strategizing it's like okay well we need to get somebody who is charismatic and likable enough but can also play maybe an anti-hero type character within the franchise yeah
0: i'm down i I don't really like i I like momoa enough and i think that like he's the perfect kind of guy for a fast movie especially like a villain you got to think charlie sterren's coming back too and like Uh, I'm totally down on these last two. Yeah, like I I didn't love uh, the last one, but I did rewatch it recently and I love all the flashback stuff and and I still had a good time with it. So I'm still very, very much excited. But uh, Momoa seems like the perfect guy for this kind of movie. I just want Uh, Simon Rex to be cast in the film so bad. I would love that. Yeah, yeah, love that. Um, okay. Then the topic of the show, tats, 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 tats. I wanted to talk about, obviously you're one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg. So Thank I you. thought kind of tying in video games and movies, it's a topic that I bring up a lot on this show. Eric's not a big gamer at all, but obviously sees all these video game movies or I make him talk
2: about all of them,
0: with me. <laughs> um, I but we have that PlayStation
2: too. So, okay. Yeah. Hey, it's so a great you- place to peek. Don't worry yeah. about it.
0: Um, so a couple pieces of news in the last couple of days. We got an official announcement that Mortal Kombat 2 is coming from Warner Brothers uh, sure. with the Moon Knight writer, Jeremy Slater. Uh, a new Halo poster for the Showtime TV series dropped, which says the trailer is going to be debuting this Sunday uh, as of recording. As this goes live, it's probably already out. You guys should check it out. The episode's speaking- already dated. As, and speaking of the Rock, uh he talked about bringing one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen, uh which he didn't say which game. And Greg, I know on Kind of Funny Games Daily, you guys were theorizing, or maybe Games Cast or something like that. You were saying you think it could be Fortnite. I'm putting my coming. money in
2: Fortnite. Yeah. yeah, I think Fortnite's ready to make that move.
0: And do you think it's an animated movie, maybe with his character from there? I don't know what they do. I don't Fortnite,
2: think so. I right? think they would do yeah. it in live action because I because this is a normal thing of like right like when when i'm doing uh, video game movies right and i know where i talk about them, but video i, I game can't movies, wait to hear
0: your thought yeah
2: right where it's like uh do you need it to be a one-for-one one adaption it seems like yeah. stuff like detective pikachu and sonic actually do better when they're not trying to be tomb raider when they're not trying to be doom yeah. Or Resident Evil, I guess, is a better example.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of the topic I wanted to talk to you about. And I know I talked about it with Blessing, actually, when I jumped on your Hitman stream, and I had a great conversation <laughs> with him. And then uh, has there been a great video game adaptation, and will there be? Because I think... This year, especially, and this is talking about that game cast conversation that I think Tim and other people brought up too, where I think video game movies are coming kind of full circle this year, because I think mm. it was really interesting. Mm. And I, I was looking things up where on in 1986, the first ever movie based on a video game was Super Mario Brothers, The Great Mission to Rescue Princess Peach in Japan. And then you had the first live action video game movie being the super Mario brothers in 1993. And then this year we're getting illumination makers of, you know, uh, uh, despicable me and those fucking minions. I hate, um, (laughs) uh, do we think that super Mario brothers could bring everything rule of three full circle video game movies, be the first great movie, adaptation of a video game. And I know we have other things. We're a couple weeks out from Uncharted. Uh, yeah. We have possibly the Last of Us series. We can kind of loop in TV series because I feel like it all okay. kind of blends okay down too. Because I think that's interesting. And there has been a few you know, TV adaptations and things like that that maybe come close. But I just wanted to kind of open it up to Greg, you and Eric, you can jump in too. Uh, do we think there has been a truly great video game adaptation yet? And if not, do we think there is going to be?
2: I think the closest you've come would be Sonic or Detective Pikachu. Like, yeah. those were, and I think that they're, it's hard to say because of, like, what are you, what are we saying adaptation? Do we mean that it is a direct? And that's another yeah. conversation, right? And that's my whole thing, is I think if I was, if I was, if I was going to, if it's got to be a yes or no, then I would, I would say no, but yeah. I'm giving you the caveat, I think these two movies were close, and my vote would be that I think uh, Last of Us will be the one. I do think last yeah. of us has the right team behind it with uh Craig from Chernobyl, Neil working on it, uh Pedro Pascal. You go everything they're putting into that I sounds agree. great. And we already know the story of The Last of Us is great. And so if you're gonna treat it with the respect it deserves and give it the space to breathe, I think that's gonna be something special. The downside you'd say or see with that, right, would be of course. Hey, what about like zombies being played out? Like, is it, you know, how do you make uh, Last of Us? The game obviously was different than The Walking Dead, the comic. And I know there's been Walking Dead games, but it's that idea of like the interactivity of Last of Us made it feel like not another zombie thing. Whereas seeing it on screen, maybe it will feel like another zombie thing. But I trust Neil. I trust uh, Craig. I think they can do something really cool over there.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I'm in total agreement with you where I kind of made a list here and we can kind of I can just read them off and we can go through everything. But like I said, out of adaptations of things that are either okay to pretty good to maybe great, uh, I say the Super Mario Brothers is a cult classic. I love that movie. It's terrible, (laughs) but I love it. Uh, This last year we had Werewolves Within, which is uh, uh, actually based on a Ubisoft game like was actually surprisingly decent for like a murder mystery kind of thing. Uh, The Tomb Raider movie is totally fine. Sonic the Hedgehog, as as Greg mentioned, Detective Pikachu. Uh, The 2021 Mortal Kombat was divisive, but I know people like it. The 1995 version, so bad it's good. And then uh, Resident Evil Raccoon City was almost so faithful, it became awful but almost enjoyable because of that on the movie side. And then Greg, to your point, I think like if you're talking movie adjacent, then you kind of have things like Free Guy, the Jumanji sequels, mm-hmm. Wreck and Ralph, Ready Player One, Grandma's Boy, The Wizard, Last Starfighter, War Games,
1: Tron, things but
0: like even that. Even The Kingsman,
1: right? Like The Kingsman yeah, very much very takes that game-y. first person kind of approach in, in several sort of major action set pieces.
0: Yeah. And then documentaries, King of Kong, Indie Game, The Movie, Console Wars, High Score. So it just depends on how you want to frame the question. Because, like, I agree with you, Greg, where I don't think we've gotten a great Video game adaptation. I liked yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog enough, but I can't say that that is a good movie. Is it an enjoyable one? I think to a lot of people it is. And same with Detective Pikachu. I think it showed like a lot of potential. And then when you go back to The Last of Us and then TV shows in general, some people might be screaming, The Witcher. And I'm like, well, I think The Witcher was an adaptation of. The book novels more yeah, than yeah. the games right so and that's
2: 100 um, correct right yeah and i yeah. i think obviously they borrow from the game here and there but yeah it is they've been very clear it's about the book which is great which is fantastic i would you know universally you're that's not even right i think i'm tired sorry I spent a lot of podcasts today no, i would right, enthusiastically say yes witcher is great but i don't yeah they've said that it's based on the books and not the game so i don't count it there and that's what mm-hmm. i think i'm missing from the video game movie conversation definitely I don't put in the documentaries. I don't put in like you know yeah, uh, the I free agree. guys or whatever that are like in the video game world. I'm thinking very. I, I took the question very much like yeah, it, it's an IP. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's where it gets weird. Where it's like, I we rented Sonic the Hedgehog and I really enj- remember enjoying it. You know, I, yeah. I haven't thought about it since I left it. I have since I clicked the power button. I haven't thought about it, but I was like that was good. And Detective Pikachu was a similar thing where. I went in, you know, Jed's a big uh, Pokemon fan. And so I went in like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm like, I like Ryan Reynolds and this looks nice. And I remember that movie ending like, Oh man, I had a great time with that. I really enjoyed that. But again, it was one that we walked out and I think we played Pokemon go in the bar next door. And then like, I didn't think again about detective Pikachu, but I remember enjoying it. And it's, those are a step above personally for me like tomb raider which and not angelina jolie the most recent one where i went to to it yeah yeah, and based on the crystal dynamics games and it was the one i went into and i enjoyed myself and i thought they did a clever way of doing the video game storyline but not making it the video game storyline because in the video game you literally fight a ghost at the end or whatever like this one (laughs) they got around that in a more realistic way which i appreciated but again that was like you know maybe a 7 on the IGN scale where i was like exactly. okay cool that was good i'm not again going to think about it i don't want more of that whereas i'm hoping last of us is every episode i'm ready for the next one and then when exactly. the season ends i want another season and so on and so forth
0: so as someone who covers video games all the time do you even pay any attention to when these things get announced or are you excited ever like uncharted's in a couple weeks speaking of a uh, Kind of one-to-one adaptation, like Tomb Raider, sure. very similar, obviously. But do you think they go the supernatural route with Uncharted? Do you think that movie hits? Like, do you care at all? I know you're a huge Uncharted guy too. You reviewed it at IGN. Yeah. Love that series. But what
1: are your thoughts on Mark Wahlberg playing <laughs> Sully? <laughs> Thank God
2: he's not playing Drake. You know what I mean? Yeah, like when they originally true. announced that like a decade yeah, ago when I had to talk yeah. about that in a podcast beyond or whatever. And I was like, I guess, whatever. I don't that sounds like a bad movie. Like, do so there's a lot of questions you just ask. Like, do I sure. pay attention? frankly no like i think yeah. you know back when i was at ign in 2007 2008 like and it was people trying to do this then it was bigger news of like wow somebody's trying to do this maybe they'll crack it and as we've gotten more and more it's just happening left and right now to where like you talked about mortal kombat 2 i still haven't seen the original mortal kombat or not the you know what i mean i haven't seen the first the mortal kombat in the new so yeah. series yeah i haven't seen the most recent mortal kombat and like i didn't even know that news like this t- today in the kind of funny roundup of like what we're doing next week tim's like don't if you want to be on the halo thing don't watch it this weekend you know we'll do a react who wants to be on it i didn't say i wanted to be on it you know what i <laughs> yeah. mean like that's just not my jam i enjoy the game portion more than i enjoy the adaptation of it but like uncharted i'm cautiously optimistic about like i what i want from that uncharted you know my, my ba- the bare minimum of what i want is the tomb raider where i went i went to tomb raider i watched it and i was like no, no that was enjoyable i had fun they didn't butcher it i love tom holland i'm sure everybody who loves mcu loves tom holland right like i'm excited to see more of him I'm excited to see what they pull from the game and what they don't. I I, I want to see whatever Nolan North's cameo is going to be. Right, they yeah. put up that photo of him there in the the blue and white like shirt, which was the Nathan Drake like first test footage outfit they ever had him in in the in the game. So it's like I can't wait to see them bump shoulders or whatever that's going to be. But in terms of my hype for it, it's non existent because I'm not going to go to the th- theater to see that. That's like, that's like, uh, that, you know, we were, I had, I had all you motherfuckers on the ropes. I had you there with the <sighs> day and date digital during the pandemic. We were there I and to then bring y'all, that up too. y'all wiggled out of it. And now I'm back to like, oh, I'll go see the theater. I'm like, no, I will not see them theater. And like, good on you if you want to, but that's not where I'm going to go for it. <laughs> And do you think that's just a mentality
0: for you to bump off video games? I mean, I agree with you. Last of Us has so much potential, and I hope they don't drop the ball. Like they, again, I w- what you were saying of having Neil be involved—he's directing an episode. Uh, Craig Mazin from Chernobyl is, is great as well, and like it seems like with PlayStation Productions, they're starting, and even the Back to the Mario movie, like Miyamoto being involved and Nintendo being involved. I think when you involve the creators and have them part of that creative process, instead of just thinking it as I. You can sell to someone to completely do whatever they want, like the Max Payne movie or the Hitman movies, or the number of movies that are like what this is nothing, even the Assassin's Creed movie, or like this doesn't feel like what people loved about the game at all.
2: And um, to shout it out, and I know I'll get hate for it. You know what a movie I thought for sure I would hate and Jen wanted to watch so bad, and I enjoyed Monster Hunter. Like okay. Monster Hunter, don't get me wrong, not a you're great right. movie, but it encapsulates what the game is. And that's the game, been, and and the I, game, Like the game is run around hunting monsters. And like, I was like, man, how are they going to get the modern? Oh, and they bring it back into like what the monster hunters and the, the palicos and stuff. I was like, okay. And
0: I feel that because I feel like how you felt about monster hunter. I felt about the newest resident evil movie too, because like, mm-hmm. I, and I think you might sort of enjoy that if you like the first two resident evil games, because it's like almost so faithful. It's almost like, okay, well, this is not a good movie, but I'm going to enjoy it for this reason. Um, which I think is where video game movies are kind of at right now. And then that's why I hope like the floodgates might open once, you know, last of us is great or one of these movies is great. Mario is great. Like if Mario is great, then we're probably going to get, well, we've already know we're getting donkey Kong country with Seth Rogen. And then we're getting, probably star Fox would be the next most cinematic thing that I think could be really cool. Eric, I loved your idea. Whenever we talk about this, that you want a James Gunn earthworm Jim, uh, movie, <laughs> be awesome. which I think would be, which would be awesome. Uh, um, real quick, so, just
1: a 10 minute warning.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I just think like superhero movies, it took so long. And then once right. they started to hit, I feel like then the floodgates open. So I'm curious if we're going to get that with video games.
2: And I think you are right because you it's the same reason superheroes are working is the same reasons video games will work as well. It's that people grew up on this and they loved yeah. this and they saw it done wrong and they wanted to do it right. And they know that it can work. And so I think again, is like, you know, our generation, or at least my generation. I know you're 33. I don't know how old you are, Matt. My generation, right, is the first two. Am
0: I? I? My birthday's in like a week. You're 33 oh, and on birthday. February 8th.
2: Yeah. Okay. Thanks Eric. (laughs) Eric's keeping track. I love it. Uh, you know, my generation, I feel is the first to grow up with video games. And so now is, you know, we're, I'm old and I, I, if I was making movies the way I'm making content over here, you'd see that stuff start to get reflect. And I think, you know, it's a good thing of seeing something like eight bit Christmas pop and happen and and find an audience that wasn't, I was having my family members hit me up that weren't video game people be like, Oh, this movie was great. Like I really liked it. It's like, that's where we are as video games are synonymous as entertainment and people have a history for it. And even if you don't play games now, you dropped off like the PS2, uh, you remember <laughs> maybe an NES and what it meant to get an NES on Christmas. So that, that story can resonate out there.
0: I love that. And quickly before we go, I know you're a big proponent of day and date. Hell yeah. Do you, so last thing before we wrap up is that, do you think that that is the future that we eventually get there? Cause I I'm kind of with you, like even for someone, who loves going to the movie theater as much as me? I've been a big proponent of just let people watch what they want to watch, how they want to watch it. And the industry will kind of adapt that way. And I don't think cinemas will die. There will always be the Eric's, the Matt's, the Tim's or whoever that will want to go to the theater, the Kevin, uh, Joey, like who will want to go week by week and see things on the big screen. But then I think from an accessibility standpoint and for a new father standpoint and for a COVID standpoint and things like that, like I'm with you that I think things should be day and date. Uh, That you should be able to watch it at home, and if you want to go to the cinema, as you can, and that's a bigger conversation. But I know you're kind of in that same boat too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think there's no way to stop it. I think it's the same. I mean, uh, it 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 is like games, where I feel like you know, in the er, you know early part of my career, there was this pushback against digital, and you wanted the shops and you wanted those things, and people still want that, and it's still there. And I think you know, I look at like you know. Right now, there's this rush back to cinemas because, obviously, uh, the movie companies were holding back so much and because they didn't want to lose their money on it. And the way, you know, you look at Black Widow, the way contracts were set up and negotiated. And there's a bunch of legal mumbo-jumbo, red tape, uh, earnings, yada, 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 that they didn't plan for. And Mm -hmm. I think as you sit there now and see, Spider-Man's doing so well, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. But there were so many conversations about the, it's the only thing playing at the theater what about this independent what about that movie what about this smaller tier like you're going to see those be amazon prime you're gonna see those be yeah. netflix you're gonna see those be day and day digital on a smaller run screen and i think that opens the door to this continuing and people need to evolve to it and that was the big thing you know i've again pushed for this for so long yeah. and that was before i had a kid and it was before covid and now that so many people have had that taste i think you still see that i'm not alone in the whole thing of like yeah, I went and saw Spider-Man, but I'm not going to go see Uncharted. I'm not going to go see this. I'm not going to see that. And yeah, we're going to get to a you know new normal and people you know, get over it and masks and yada, yada, yada. But I still think there's going to be an audience clamoring for that. And I I think that movie studios and streaming services are smart enough to know there's money in those hills. And especially yeah. as we see something like Peacemaker right now continue to get more yeah. popular. Peacemaker yeah. is so popular. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I say that as someone who's in love with it. It's my favorite thing from the DCEU, period. And I love James yeah. Gunn, but I had no... Faith or desire for the show when they announced it, and here I, I totally am, like I, I'm or whatever. Like HBO Max has something, Disney Plus has something. Like Disney Plus, the MCU shows have owned and dominated, and clearly bolstered the build up to a big tentpole movie. Bolstered yeah. up to Spider Man, even though it's you know Sony versus Disney, but same universe, and I'm sure it'll do the same thing when we get to Doctor Strange and or the multiverse, multiverse yeah. of madness, right? Yeah. Where like when they show that and scarlet witch gets a pop right you know like oh yeah. my god like people love her based on this show and like
0: and that's what some, i mean i
2: it will work hand in hand and they will figure it out and i think contracts exactly. will get renegotiated and it'll change that's what i mean i think there's two
0: ways of doing it i think streaming services buying up theater chains and making it part of that subscription package could be one yeah. way there could be the exclusive window of only one or two weeks and then it's on home right away that way you still get those first couple weekends of people going to the theater for the people who can't wait one or two weeks, but it'll be fascinating to see how it changes. But I'm, I'm kind of with you on that, where I just feel like, you know, I I love going to the movies and I think there are a lot of people who do, and they will continue to do that. But even me who loves to go there sometimes where I'm like, I wish I could just fucking watch this at home. Like, I don't want to go out tonight or I don't want to deal with all the shitty people at the theater, or things like and that. It, but.
2: And it will be a part of like, you know, you have to go where the people are. And this is yeah. something, you know, that we learned at IGN when I was there. I, I was, you know, lucky enough to be there and see it where when we started, when I started at IGN and YouTube was just getting foot, footing, there was a conversation of, should we put IGN videos on YouTube? And everybody yeah. said, no we have ign.com they'll come here to watch the videos and that was not the case after a while and they went to youtube and i think it's the same thing here as we continue to be more and more fractured in terms of our attention spans as we more and more distractions more and more content more and more whatever like theaters and uh, movie companies will have to pivot to serve that audience they can't sit there and be like well we're just going to only put the movies here. Then people bitch when it's only superhero movies because that's the yeah. only thing that would get me to move, right? Like the next yeah. thing I'm going to go see is Batman. After yeah. that, the next thing I'll go see is Doctor Strange. Like that, yeah. I, I have to go see those movies, but everything yeah. else I'll check at the door and not worry about it until it's on. Yeah.
0: So I think they still need to figure that out. But uh, I can't wait to see where it goes because there's so many different ways. Uh, Greg, thank you so much for doing this, man. I really, really do appreciate it. It's been so fun to finally make some content with you. I I've oh, no I've other me. shows and things like that. But um, thank you so much. Uh, this means the world to me. You guys have been a huge inspiration of, of, of this podcast and kind of my career. So uh, I just want to say I'm truly grateful for you doing this
2: and it, it means a lot to me. It's a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. I'm glad we finally got to do something. Tim's not hogging yeah. you all to himself. And Eric, yeah, pleasure yeah. meeting you.
1: Yeah. Nice to meet you as well, Greg. Really. Sorry about your, your face. face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you uh, really
2: you
0: if you guys like this, uh, we have a couple other podcasts we would love for you guys to check out. As I mentioned, untitled movie reviews, untitled movie conversations. We review movies. We talk about trailers, different things like that. Uh, find us on YouTube, untitled movie podcast probably the easiest way there podcast services just search for those three shows if you want a one-stop shop for everything and you're a big movie person i hope you're on letterboxd if you're not not a sponsor but it's a great app you guys should be on there we have a letterboxd hq which is untitled underscore movies all the links to our reviews our socials our star ratings the Everything's over there, so go over to untitled underscore movies on Letterboxd. Uh, as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, uh, but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com. And starting Monday, I'm starting a new gig at Family Feud Canada, everyone. So Whoa. you might see some questions of mine on Family Feud Canada, but I'll keep Surve you Survey says, on that.
1: congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> it should be oh, interesting, good. for sure. Um, and on all social medias, at Matt Rohrbeck, Eric i'm eric martin you can find more of my video reviews on rogerstvcom slash cinema scene and on the social medias at em6211 uh thank you very much again greg really really appreciate it
2: greg you want to plug anything go for it yeah come and check out all the stuff we do about movies over on youtube.com slash kind of funny of course you get the kind of funny screencast and uh in review wherever you get your podcast so just search for kind of funny until next time game over greggy game over <laughs>